Ingle, Fox News Radio, and we're spending a few moments with none other than Jamie Lynn Sigler. Welcome. Thank you. Welcome to the studios. What a thrill. And we've got a lot to talk about. You are here to talk about some of your projects, but as a longtime fan of The Sopranos and Entourage, I'm so thrilled to meet you. You're just as beautiful in person, and we've been talking off mic, getting to know each other a little bit, and uh, just delightful to meet you. Thank you. Thanks for being here. Now, the reason that you're here is because you have recently come out about being diagnosed with MS. Mm -hmm. Not a recent diagnosis, however. So tell me about when you were diagnosed, how old were you, what was going on in your life, and and why now? Sure. I was diagnosed when I was 20 years old, so 15 years ago. I was in the third season of Sopranos, uh, my whole life ahead of me, my career was booming. Everything was cooking. Yes, everything was going well, and I was stopped in my tracks. Um, it was definitely a very difficult thing to hear when I was diagnosed, and I, I really lived in denial for a number of years after that. I was I was lucky enough to be symptom-free for quite some time, but I also wasn't very um, loyal with my treatment. I, I was sort of rebelling against the fact that I had MS. I didn't even know a lot about it. I think still to this day, people don't know much about multiple sclerosis, and right. so... When your doctor says you have relapsing multiple sclerosis, I mean, I'm just like, well, I don't feel sick, so I'm not going to treat myself like I am. Right. And then a couple of years later, um, I went through a divorce, and stress is nobody's friend, but when you're dealing with any chronic illness, and especially something like multiple sclerosis, it can be um, really bad. And so symptoms started to manifest at that time, and that's when I sort of had to really buckle down and make some decisions about my lifestyle and and my treatment and um, had to make some changes. And through all of this, while I was figuring out how to manage the disease emotionally was what took me the longest to figure mm-hmm. out how to manage. And I think that's what really took me so long to come forward about this. And a lot of people don't know a lot about MS. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I even had to sit down and we have actually a few people here in the building. Neil Cavuto, one of our anchors, um, has been pretty vocal about being diagnosed and dealing with MS. But, you know, as far as the conditions, like what did it feel like? Why you went to the doctor in the first place? Sure. Initially, when I was 20, um, I had this onset of this weird, like, feeling right before you get pins and needles, like that heaviness, mm-hmm. almost tingling in your, in my feet, and it started to rise up to my calves and my knees, and I knew something was wrong. And at that moment, I was working really hard. I was being pulled in a lot of different directions, not just from Sopranos. I was doing a lot of other things. I was very stressed. And even though I was 20 years old, it was just a lot for me to handle at the time. So I just thought, you know, I was being dramatic. And I was like, I'm going to go see a doctor. Or they'll send me home, but something's going on. I right. had no I had no idea that obviously I would be coming home with a diagnosis of MS. And what was the treatment plan? Because you, I mean, when I look at you, you look like I've always remembered you from TV <laughs> and from the movies. And, you know, what, what do they tell you? How do they treat you? And where are you now with that? Well, everyone with... MS is different. It's like I've I heard someone say once it's like a fingerprint. You know, it's really unique to each patient. Mm-hmm. And so what I've learned in in my journey with this disease is that a, a support group and um, a relationship with your doctor is of utmost importance and the communication because like for instance after I had my son um, he put me on a medication called Tecfidera which is what I'm still on which is a twice a day pill and I had side effects I was flushing I was getting hot I was getting red and I wasn't sure if I was having a reaction and having the relationship that I did with him where I would able to call and be like, is this normal? And he said, yes, it's very common. He gave me some tips of how to help, which is, you know, taking it with food, things like that. 
you know, having those resources is really important because it is a disease you need to manage on a daily basis. And so for me, eating healthy, um, staying active as much as I can, but also knowing my limits. I feel like very much I have this reserve tank every day and I have to allocate appropriately how much energy and how much physically I can do in each area. But with all that said, I'm still able to live a really full life. I'm working. I'm a mother. I'm a wife. um, I'm an advocate now. You know, there's a lot of different elements to me that I'm still able to fulfill because of everything that I've learned. And with this new initiative with Biogen of Reimagine Myself, it's what we're trying to show people. It's reimagining your life with relapsing multiple sclerosis. Okay, so let's talk about this. This is a new program that you are a part of or a a program that you are now a part of. Uh, Reimagine Myself. Uh, You know, you can go online and you can find it at reimaginemyself.com. It is, according to the press release, it gives visitors an access to personal stories and ideas. And and you talked about the support system and the resources. And for anybody who's been through anything traumatic, especially health-related, it is so important uh, to hear what your resources are, but to also hear, this is what happened to me. This is how I dealt with it because you've got to relate to people. Absolutely. It's so isolating. You know, when you're dealing with a chronic illness, you just feel like people don't understand. You can feel very alone. You don't want to talk about it all the time with people you're close with because you feel like you'll sound like you're complaining or, or people think, oh, you look good. You don't, you don't, Right. You don't look sick, and even though you're feeling... Is that why you chose to sort of hide it from your Sopranos co-stars, from the other people? I think people it's how life? I was able to hide it, for sure. I mean, I would have liked it another way in hindsight. I would have loved... Because I think, the, like I said, the emotional part is w- even way bigger than the physical part of the yeah. way this disease affects you. So for me, you know, get, I give video content of sort of like a day in the life of how I manage things, but I also get really real in a lot of blog posts that I'm really proud of and work really hard on because, you know, dealing with everything from first being diagnosed to being a parent, to marriage, to sex, Mm -hmm. to beauty, to style, like, you know, MS can affect all these areas of your life, but it doesn't mean that they all have to be as affected as you can let them be. And so so sort of reimagining all of these things, like, for instance, my son, I can't run. It's something I wish I could do, but for 10 years I have not been able to do. And he's a very active three-year-old. So for me, I need to ensure his safety. It's one of my jobs as his mom. So... When we go to a park, we go to one that's enclosed. So I know he's safe, he can run free and do his thing, and I can take a deep breath and know that everything's okay. So it's just sort of, you know, altering things little bits here and there to my relapsing MS, but still living as full of life as I want. And it was your son one of the reasons why you decided to come out now, right? I mean, anticipating, you know, him being a little bit older and then having to ask him to keep a secret for me would be so incredibly unfair. And also I was thinking about... The example I was setting for him, you know, I I want him to believe that everybody is worthy of opportunity and I was going to teach him love and compassion and patience, which I am teaching him, unfortunately, at a young age where, you know, there's times where he wants to race me up the stairs and I can't and he'll throw himself in a ball on the floor and cry. And he's also, we pulled up to preschool the other day and got him out of the car and he looked at the guy at the crosswalk and goes, please wait for my mommy. She can be slow sometimes. And it's just, (laughs) I feel like I've got another little, you know, little bodyguard looking out for me. But, you know, it's it's a lesson for him and a lesson for me. But I wanted to show him that mommy is going to persevere through this and push past my circumstances. And I want to be that example to him and to others. I really wish I had a resource like Reimagine Myself when I was... 
in the beginning stages because I just didn't know how to deal with it. And so I hope I can just, you know, I, I have this celebrity like aspect about me, but I'm really just a human going through sure. a lot of the things that other people are. And I just want to be as relatable and attainable as I can to these people. When you were doing the red carpets and the shoots with uh, the TV shows that you were doing, I mean, did you confide in some of your yes. colleagues and your co-stars? And did they say maybe you should come out or did they say we understand? Like, how did that go? In the beginning, most of my co-stars always, you know, it, I don't think they felt it was their place to have an opinion of how I handled my disease and who I told and who I didn't. Sure. Um, but they all were just saying, we're here for you. If you need anything, tell us, but we're not going to treat you any different, which is what I really appreciated because that was a big reason why I didn't want to tell people too, because I didn't want to be treated extra special. I wanted to still feel normal, right. you know? But over the past couple of years, my friends and my husband in particular were pushing me towards coming out about it. I would come home from work, you know, in tears because the day was just so hard. Not of the acting. It was of the stress of trying to hide everything and not ask for help. And I could have used a 20 minute break, but I couldn't ask and this and that. And, you know, my husband would say, why are you doing this to yourself? Just come out. And I, I, I feel like I was judging others on how they were going to react. Right. And when I came forward, I released everybody, you know, <laughs> and and. And the reaction has been tremendous. I did a movie a couple of months ago and I was talking to the director and I was explaining my limitations. And he said, you know, I want to stop you right there. He said, Jamie, everybody has something and this is just your something and that's okay. And we're going to work around it. I'm going to make you enjoy this job. And he did. And I fell in love with acting again because there was many times where I think, should I quit? I would take months off, not because I couldn't do it, because emotionally I was just sort of grappling with this whole idea of being an actress with MS and in the public eye. And how could this work? And I'm figuring it out now. And there's a lot of other famous people who have come out and, and announced that they have MS. I was going through the list. Jack Osborne, Montel Williams, mm-hmm. of course. I mentioned our Fox's Neil Cavuto, um, Richard Pryor. There's yeah. a, a lot of people out there. So that probably helps, too, knowing that others have. Absolutely. And like we said, it's all different. So all these different people that are brave enough to come forward with their MS, it's it's important because we're all affected differently. And so all, you know, all the people out there that are suffering in silence essentially can, can look to each of us for whatever it is they need. But also I'm reimagining myself. There's other people that are contributing that do live with relapsing MS. There's other experts. And then there's like style expert Jeannie Mai, who will give you great styling tips if you have to wear flats or temper control with what you're wearing. And um, Chef Ben Ford, whose mother has multiple sclerosis, and he gives great cooking advice and, you know, quick meals and, and healthy tips. And so it's a it's a well-rounded site. It's not just all me, but okay. uh, it's it's a really a great resource for people. All right. Reimaginemyself.com. And I've got to get to some of these projects because you have been very busy. <laughs> you have been able to work around that. Director sounds amazing. Is that the director you had in Loserville? No, that was a director for this Western film called Justice. Okay. That will so come out next year. Let's roll through some of the things you've been working on. Sure. So Justice is a is a period Western post-Civil War. I played a rancher's daughter. I got to ride some horses, had a great time. Got to work with Stephen Lang and Robert Carradine, all these like Western greats. (laughs) Um, And then I have a movie coming out called Loserville. Uh, which is sort of a coming-of-age high school movie, a young boy sort of navigating through his senior year, falling in love with a girl, and her sister has some drama that ties them together. And I play Coach Russo, who is the debate coach, who um, is involved in many of the quote-unquote losers' lives and believes that they're winners and pushes them to their potential. And it's, you know, I love movies like that. They're reminiscent for me. They always have a great message. And this has a really important anti-bullying message, which is... 
I think, really relevant right mm-hmm. now Absolutely. and a good conversation that people are having. And so I'm excited for it to come out and be available for people to see. And then what happens next? What What's on the horizon for the rest of the year into next sure. year? Well, right now I'm really taking my position as an advocate and, and, and a representative of the MS community seriously. And so I'm balancing that and motherhood and moving, mm-hmm. which can all be all-encompassing. And, um, and I'm developing a, a script with a friend, a potential TV series, which Ooh. is really cool and exciting and I will forever act I mean it's my first love it's what I want to do but I'm also figuring out other sides of me and other parts of me and other ways that I can share that oh that's so cool and you know I was going through your Twitter feed by the way very impressive 72,000 <laughs> followers on Twitter at Jamie Lynn Sigler on Twitter you are you know as I go through I see that you are very normal you are with pumpkins on yeah. the, you're on the floor picking out outfits for your trip here to yeah. New York and you're a Garth Brooks fan going yes. to the concert um, and of course, the beautiful pictures with your son. Um, and I did also notice you had some pictures with your Sopranos and Entourage stars, um, mentioning those friends who support. It sounds like you're you're still close with everyone. It looks like you're still close with everyone. Yeah, two nights ago, I had dinner with Robert Eiler, who played oh, AJ yes. on Sopranos. He's one of my closest friends, do, always has been. Do people stop you and ask you, "Hey, Meadow, do they do that to you?" All the time, All and that's okay. <laughs> you know, I New York is home to me still, even though I don't live here anymore. I love getting cat called in the street by the construction guys <laughs> about Sopranos, things like that. It makes me feel right at home. <laughs> That's so fun. All right. So how can people find you other than Twitter? Instagram. Okay. It's Jamie Lynn Sigler. Very simple. And reimaginemyself.com. All the content of sort of my life. It, Like I said, we get real, real. And open and honest. And I don't know. I'm gonna. I'm figuring out this social media thing as okay. I go. So I, 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 I'm obviously I'm not shy with sharing my life. So <laughs> it's it's fun to watch. And I, I just I want to ask the one question I love to ask before I let you go. What do you think would be the one thing that people would find surprising to learn about you that you, we have not talked about that maybe is hmm. not out there? I'm an obsessive organizer. Okay, organizing. Anytime a friend moves, I beg them, please let me do your closet. Are you please kidding? Let me do your cabinet. Oh, yeah, I it gives used me you a year so ago. <laughs> much joy. Maybe that's my new business. There you go. <laughs> you know, there is a business for it. I have one in Sacramento, a friend of mine who does it, professional organizer. She is busy all the time. So it feels really good to have a job and finish it and see the results, you know? <laughs> it does. Well, that's fun to know. Well, I can't wait to follow you to see what your next adventure brings. Thank you. And uh, congratulations to you. I'm glad that you are uh, out here talking about this, bringing attention to MS, telling people about this incredible campaign, uh, reimaginemyself.com. Please check it out. Uh, Jimmy Lynn Sigler, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. I'm Laura Engel, and this is Fox News Radio. Listen to Fox News Podcast shows ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or follow wherever you get your podcasts.